from the Cyber Hub Bunker and Studio. You're tuning in to the Cyber Hub Podcast. And now for your host and CISO, James Azar. Good morning, gang. Sorry about that. Traveling, so a bit a bit of technical difficulties this morning, but happy to be with all of y'all. We've got a great, great show planned for all of y'all today. So stay tuned. We've got a lot to talk about. If you haven't checked out our Substack, go check out our Substack. Our ransomware article is dropping this evening. Uh, final touches. Swears. It's good. Now, without further ado, join me for this morning's cup of coffee. If you haven't subscribed or followed us, please make sure to do so. Coffee cup cheers, y'all. I know I'm rushing a little bit through this morning, but we've got a lot to talk about and I want to be uh, mindful of everyone's time as well. So let's go ahead and kick this off with a new campaign targeting vulnerable Docker services that's deploying an XM, XMR, XMR rig uh, miner that the nine hits viewer apps on compromised host that allows dual monetization strategy of it. The nine hits is a web traffic exchange platforms. Members can drive traffic to each other's sites. It's essentially one of those like barter SEO type of uh, traffic sites. This traffic that's generated by nine hits viewers app that's installed on members devices uses a headless Chrome instance to visit websites requested by other members. In return, those users earn credits which can be used to pay for traffic for their own sites. The campaign, which was discovered by the team over at Cato Security, attackers deployed the Nine Hits Viewers app on compromised Docker hosts to generate credits for themselves, exploiting the resources of those systems to drive traffic as part of the Nine Hits traffic exchange system. This is the first case of documented uh, malware deploying the Nine Hits application as a payload. Now, it's not clear how they find systems to breach. Likely, they're looking for vulnerable, existing vulnerabilities within uh, a Docker host or potentially uh, misconfigured Docker APIs. Uh, that's one way of doing it. The containers are in images sourced from Docker Hub. That's how they reduce suspicion. The spread of script captured in the Cato Docker Honeypot uses Docker CLIs to set the Docker host variable and uses typical API calls to pull and run those specific containers. The session token is designed to operate securely, even in the untrusted environment. This allows the attacker to generate uh, money without risking being banned on those environments. The other container that runs the XMR rig uh, miner that mines Monroe crypto for the attackers using the cloud system resources. Essentially, they're using your cloud resources to mine crypto. Nothing new. It's crypto mining and crypto jacking at its best, right? This specific vulnerability, however, is significant because it has several implications. One, as companies start to identify these uh, and it's in your environment, it could create specific host challenges uh, and reputational challenges for the organization. Additionally, there's the financial side of it as well. And so it's it's really worthwhile uh, to use some one, you know, they, they, they talk about zero trust models here, like a cloud workload protection platform or a CSPM, a cloud security posture management. All of those help. But you've got to have it all integrated into a place where your team is able to recognize when something is legit and kosher and when something isn't and investigate it. And so it, it's it's clear that you see those IOCs and TTPs. It's good to do some sort of review. And by the way, like as, as a general rule of thumb in security, right, we constantly want to be auditing these specific vulnerabilities and looking over them. That's just the general rule of thumb here. As of the time that we're recording this and, 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 and 
we're, we're you know, this is airing at 9 a.m. Uh, I'm recording this at 7. Um, so multiple Jira products are experiencing an ongoing outage as of this morning. This includes Jira work management, Jira software, Jira service management, and Jira product discoveries are all facing connection issues. Um, this, the services went down around 3.30 a.m. Eastern. Uh, there we're back up by 6 a.m. Eastern. Um, so again, issue has been fixed. It was a status 503 service unavailable. Could have been something that they were fixing overnight that went, went sideways there as well. Jira's back up and running. So I apologize. Jira's back up and running. When we pulled the story, it wasn't. Now it is. Jira's back up and running. So uh, there's that outage there as well. The Taiwanese semiconductor companies hit by a ransomware, one of Taiwan's biggest semiconductor manufacturers, has fallen victim to attacks supposedly carried out by the Lockbit ransomware gang. The attackers posted a threatening message on Fox Semicon's website. Uh, if, if the name sounds familiar, this is a subsidiary of Foxconn, the producer of the iPhones, um, stating that they had stolen its customers' personal data and would publish it on the Darknet website if the company refused to pay. Keep in mind that once your data appears on our leak site, it could be bought by your competitors at any second. So don't hesitate for a long time, according to the ransom note left by the Lockbit gang. The uh, attackers claim to have access to five terabytes of company data. This is a typical uh, uh, kind of vector that they, they do. Uh, Taiwanese media reported yesterday that in a statement submitted to the Taiwan Stock Exchange, Fox Semicon stated it recovered its website soon after detecting the attack and is now working with security experts. Preliminary investigation shows that an incident should not signif uh, significantly affect the company's operations. It's likely to take data that didn't impact operations because they realized that data is probably worth more than stopping their operation. Uh, uh, at least I'm assuming that's the thought process here. Uh, it may not have been, they may have not have been able to get into their operational technology side of the house in order to disrupt production. Chances are they were able to get into the IT side, but not the OT side. And when you're manufacturing semiconductors, like in anything, you've got an IT environment and an OT environment. And so it's likely they're able to get into the IT environment, but not the OT. So uh, there's, there's that. Uh, the company's U.S. website could not have been accessed as of Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Fox Semicon Int Integrated Technologies, Inc., uh, FITI, in the stock exchange uh, was down about 3% after the announcement came through. Uh, Fox Semicon parent company, Han High Technology Group, has not responded to comments. Uh, experts are pointing the finger at China for this specific uh, attack, especially considering the elections uh, in Taiwan and the new leadership's even more uh, in, in, in line to keep Taiwan independent from China there as well. Let's get into some geopolitics. A lot going on globally today. If, you've, if you haven't caught the news, um, Iran attacked in Syria, Pakistan, and Iraq. Uh, they attacked some uh, Kurdish bases in Syria and Iraq. Uh, they've attacked some Israel bases. They've attacked some U.S. bases. We've got some 30 uh, injured men uh, uh, that, have, that have been uh, uh, injured due to these Iranian attacks. Uh, Pakistan uh, has essentially severed uh, diplomatic ties with Iran um, um, and canceled all high-level meetings, essentially leaving them low-level. Uh, also, Pakistan attacked in Iran last night. 
and and all of that's going on and the reason i say that is because our next few stories are all geopolitical in nature but it's kind of letting you know where things are headed kind of see these things coming so look at your business continuity plan understand your company's threat landscape understand the supply chain start to plan around it start to build contingencies it's 2024 is going to have a lot of rough waters and it's going to have a lot of curveballs so just be prepared for that an Iranian-backed uh, target group are attacking high profiles of employees in research organizations and universities across Europe and the U.S. in a new spear phishing attack that's pushing a new backdoor malware. This is being attributed to Charming Kitten or APT-35, which is linked to the terrorist Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps that's sending tailor, custom-tailored and difficult-to-detect phishing emails through previously compromised accounts since November of last year, just about a month after the uh, uh, attack by uh, Hamas on Israel, Microsoft has observed a distinct subset of the Mint standstorm targeting high-profile in individuals working on Middle Eastern affairs at universities and research organizations in Belgium, France, Gaza, Israel, the UK, and the US. What, they couldn't speak to, you know, Claudia Gay? <laughs> I mean, you don't need to hack her, she'll gladly give you credentials. In this campaign, Mint Sandstorm used bespoke phishing lures in an attempt to socially engineer targets into downloading uh, malicious files. In a handful of cases, Microsoft observed new post-intrusion trade, uh, tradecraft, including the use of new custom uh, backdoor called MediaPi. Um, so, sorry, MediaPL. MediaPL uses encrypted communication channels to exchange information with its command and control servers, and it's designated to masquerade as a Windows media player to evade detection. A second PowerShell backdoor known as the Mischief Toot helps drop additional malicious tools and provide reconnaissance capabilities, allowing the threat actors to run commands on hacked systems and send the output to attacker-controlled servers. There's that as well. So uh, a new type of attack from Iran that's uh, bound. Uh, and again, they're targeting Middle Eastern affairs. They're trying to understand kind of what the consensus is following the Hamas attack. and you, I mean, they could just watch MSNBC and get everything they need. I mean, seriously, our universities are are, are a sham with what's going on uh, since the uh, Gaza attack on October, uh, since the Hamas attack on October 7th. The Indian Air Force was potentially targeted with an info-stealing malware. Researchers uncovered a new espionage campaign potentially targeting the Indian Air Force with an information-stealing malware. The unidentified, the unidentified threat actor sent phishing emails to its target with a link to a malicious zip file supposedly containing data about the Su-30 fighter jets. India approved the procurement of these jets last year to bolster its ongoing defense modernization efforts. The attackers appear to be exploiting this event to target the Indian Air Force professionals, according to researchers at cybersecurity company Sable. The delivered malware is a variant of the ghost dealer based on an open source malware found on GitHub. However, it includes additional features like targeting a variety of browsers, Firefox, Chrome, Edge, and Brave, and exfiltrating data using Slack. The choice of Slack for covert communication takes advantage of the platform's widespread use in enterprise networks. However, I'm not sure that the government side would use that. The agency is believed to have fallen victims to cyber attack previously, and some uh, the country's authorities linked the 2017 crash of an Indian Su-30 aircraft to a cyber attack carried out by a foreign nation. So uh, again, uh, there's that there as well. And again, the whole region's heating up. You're seeing that take place. There's, there's a lot going on and it's festering.
A sophisticated phishing campaign dubbed Inferno Drainers managed to siphon more than $80 million in cryptocurrency from 137,000 unwitting victims over the course of the last year using 100 different cryptocurrency brands in an impersonation gambit. According to Group IPs, the attackers hosted the phishing pages using more than 16,000 different unique domains over the course of the campaign, which ran between November of 2022 to November of 2023, uh, at which time it was disrupted. Uh, Inferno Drainer was the most prominent crypto drainer in 2023 in terms of financial damage. It's uh, innovative scale of drainer as a service uh, model. So there's that. Um, this is likely going to get attributed to the North Grands. This is right up to Real House. It's how they power themselves through these sanctions. So keep an eye out on that. And if your company uses drones and you potentially buy your drones from China, the FBI insists our warning of a national security threat posed by Chinese drones to U.S. critical infrastructures have provided new guidance on how entities can better protect networks from their malicious use. The public guidance highlights how Chinese law now gives its government expanded legal grounds for accessing data held by Chinese companies, making drones a potential direct channel of Beijing uh, to Beijing of sensitive information on U.S. vulnerabilities. It updates a prior CISA for official use only industry alert sent back in 2019. Senate Intelligence Committee Chairman Mark Warner of Virginia is urging the agency to revisit its analysis of the security risks posed by the use of Chinese manufactured drones. There's a lot of different drones uh, now that are not manufactured in China. If you are, you should take this alert seriously, especially if you're in the critical infrastructure space. You don't want to be the reason something happens there. That's it for our show this morning. We'll be back on Monday with a whole lot more at 9 a.m. Eastern live with all the latest and greatest. Until then, have a great rest of your day. Thank you all for tuning in and stay cyber safe. We love feedback, so make sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast listening platform.